Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. Hey, we are in a series right now called Fresh from the Garden. Fresh from the Garden. It has been so good. The first week we talked about um, the seed, that a seed, that even though how small a seed is, that there is potential, there is purpose, and on the other side of that is a promise, and that we all have seeds in our lives that God has given us that we can sow and that we will reap. The second week we talked about that time, It's for you. It's not against you. You are not fighting against time. The clock isn't against you. But that time is a gift from God so that he can produce and grow things in you. Time is for you, not against you. Then last week, I talked about heat, hail, and rabbits. A little bit of like my personal like, oh my goodness, in the garden. But that in life, we have heat, hail, and rabbits. Those things in life that uh, try and steal the growth that God has uh, and is, is trying to, and that is producing. And so this week, we're going to continue in that series today. I'm looking forward to today's message. Uh, this year, something that, uh, that I've learned and realized uh, in the garden is that something that both promotes growth and limits growth is this. It's space. This year, I've learned that in my garden at home, something that promotes growth and that also limits growth is the space or the room available in my garden. So I garden in these raised beds, so wooden boxes that I built. They're like three feet deep, eight, eight, like 12 feet by four feet, and I put dirt in them, and that's what I garden in. And that I'm actually limited, my biggest limit in what I can produce in, in, my, in the gro- growth, in the harvest that I will get, it, it's, it's not the heat, it's not the hail, it's not the rabbits, it's, it's not my, the amount of seed that I have, it's actually the size of the bed because I can only grow so much in that bed. I can only grow so much. Uh, I can have bags and bags and bags of seed. I can have unlimited water, the anti-hail, anti-rabbit system galore. But, you know, my, I can even have aspirations of like, I, this year, this 2020 or 2021 next year, I'm going to grow the same as the farmer outside of town. But it's not realistic. Why? Because I'm limited by the space that is available to grow in. There's only so much I can grow in there. But the more space that I make available the more growth and harvest can, that can be produced. Not only that, but I also discovered that space in my garden isn't just a limiter, but that it actually, it actually helps to produce growth. It promotes growth. The space within the garden, the space within like the plants. So when you plant things um, to make room in between those plants, so that it can grow, so that it can, can actually grow into the full size and be what it's supposed to be. So last year, 
my wife and I, we just threw like carrot seeds into the ground and just let it, let it be what it will be. And it didn't go so well. There were clumps of little itty bitty baby carrots and that's all what they got to. They weren't even carrots. It was just these little green stumps that sort of came out of the, the ground, these green things. Why? is because they were so crowded, there was no room to grow. So I learned this year something called thinning. I needed to thin out, pull out some of them and only leave one little teeny little green thing in that space. Why? So that it would give it room to grow, to produce, so that it could actually grow into all that it's supposed to be a tasty carrot. Mm -mm 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 -mm. So to make room by actually within the garden. I believe actually in our life, a factor that both sets the limits and also promotes growth in us is in our lives is this, it's space. The room we make available in our hearts and in our lives for God to work. In the areas that we give God and that he can work through and in our lives, and the room we allow God to create within our hearts as he prunes, as he thins things out so that he can actually produce growth that will flourish and thrive, that it won't be just stunted growth or that it can only go so far, but that God prunes things out so that he can actually produce those fruits in your life, the fruits of his spirit. So this morning, we're going to finish off our series fresh from the garden with this message I'm calling Make room, make room. You know, there is both a part for you to play in making room available and a part that God plays in creating room for growth in our hearts and lives. In the Bible, there's an account of a woman and she's, she's actually a widow. She's got two sons, but she has a massive debt. She has massive debt, so much so that the creditors are going to come and take her sons away because she has this massive debt. Now, this, this story is found in 2 Kings, and, and there's this prophet named Elisha, and she goes to the prophet back in the day. Prophets, they spoke to God because they didn't have a better covenant on better promises. Now we have direct, like, red phone line where we can talk to God right now. But back then, God spoke through select people, his prophets. And so she went to the prophet. She explained her problem of like, listen, my sons are going to be taken away from me. And this is what Elisha says. So in 2 Kings, verse 2, Elijah says, What can I do to help you? Elijah asked. Tell me, what do you have in your house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elijah said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from the flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So the woman, she only had one little flask, one little jar of olive oil to her name. That is what she had in her whole house. There was a limited amount of room. And then Elijah said, get some jars. You could put it another way. He said, make room. Make room. So she went, she got those jars, of course, and the woman needed to make room available for God to work, 
for God to work in her life. So it, it continues in verse five. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. So that is a miracle that God is making something from so something so small, one little fat flask into all these jars. Now in verse six, soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to her sons. When she, uh, uh, there aren't any more, he told, he told her. Then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what happened, he had said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on what is left over. So this woman, she, the, the space the woman made available for God God filled and worked in. As long as there was room, God filled it. He poured, he worked in there. As long as there was room, one jar, he filled it. Another jar, he filled it. Another jar, he filled it. God filled everything to the brim, every single jar of the room that the woman made available for God to work in. Now, when there was no more jars, the, the oil stopped. Now, this is an amazing account of like God's provision, faithfulness, providing. But this woman, she did something. She made room available for God to work. She made room available for God to work. As long as there was room in the jars, it was being poured and filled by God. Now, this woman, the woman's part was to make room available for God to work. And God did the rest. He did the filling. He did the provision. He produced. He brought the increase. Today, our part in making room is making room available in our lives and in our hearts. Making room available in our lives and in our hearts. You know, the Bible says that all of God's promises, man, they are yes and amen. That God has provided everything we need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That he's got good plans, a hope, a future for you. That, G that God gave Jesus so he's not going to withhold any good thing. But just as I need a, a planter to plant my, my vegetable seeds in, just as the woman needed jars uh, with room, God is looking for room that we make available in our lives and in our hearts so that he can grow, so that he can produce, that he can place his promises, his purposes, and develop his character in you. He's looking for us to make room. As we make room available to God, uh, God will work in that area of our life and in that area of our heart. The room we, we make available actually sets the limit, but not only that, is, it's limited by what area we, we allow him in. So we can say, God, you can have this area, but not that area. Or we can say, really, God, you can have it all. And it is then limitless. As we keep making room available, God will keep filling and working in that space. You know, in the Old Testament, oil, olive oil, was really a picture of the Holy Spirit. It's a picture of the Holy Spirit. And so that as we make room 
available in our lives and our hearts, Holy Spirit will fill that area. Holy Spirit will then work in that area of our life, in our heart, in our thinking, in our emotions, in that relationship. When we make room available, just as what God did for that woman, where she made room available, the oil filled. When we make room available, then Holy Spirit will work in those areas. As we keep giving God those jars in our lives of our thoughts, our cares, man, our time, our words, how we do life, our relationships, our finances, our dreams, careers, family, Holy Spirit then will work in those areas. He will fill those areas when we make room available for him. Today, God is saying what Elijah said to that woman. Elijah said, hey, what is in your house? And then she brought some other things, made room available. I believe today God is asking, what is in your life that you can make available for me to fill? that you can make available so that I can work in there so that the Holy Spirit, he can produce his fruit, produce his growth, produce his promises. The space we make available for God to work in our life and our heart will set where the limits are of the growth. And we can expand those by giving him more of our life, more of our time, more of our heart, and God will do it. At times, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it's happened to me. Maybe if you put up an emoji, if this has happened, you put that hand up where you've given God a portion like God. Okay. You can have this part, but uh, I'm going to hold on to this part. I'm going to keep doing this part. Like I got this. I'm going to give you my family. I'm going to give you, you know, uh, this, this, uh, this thing here. I'm going to, but I'm going to sort of hold on to this career maybe, or I'm sort of just going to hold on to this problem or this issue. Why? Because uh, like, I, I got it. I got it. But when this happens, we're actually, it's, it's like saying, okay, God, here's a jar to fill. Here's a jar to fill. Here's a jar. No, not this one. This one's for me. And we actually can limit the growth that God wants to do, the, uh, what God wants to do in our life. What would happen though, if we continually and intentionally made room available for God in our life, open up areas of our life for him to work in, give God areas of our life and also to create space for God to move, to work, to speak, allowing God, not saying, God, here's my, here's my timetable. Allow him to have his timeline. You know, in Isaiah 54 to uh, the prophet Isaiah, he says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not speak. Do not spare length of your cord and strengthen your stakes for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. That's talking about, the prophet there is talking about, man, get ready for increase. Make room available. What would happen if you made room available for God? Make space available, prepare and and 
for God to actually expand, produce in your life. Now, what does that practically look like? What does that practically look like? To make more room available in your time for God. Set aside time daily for him. Maybe if you've been doing that, up the ante. Just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually add more time of making more room available for him. You know, then God will speak to you. He will show you things. He will highlight things. He will say, okay, hey, for this, the, he'll speak to all the big things and to the little things. You'll be for this business deal. You need to go this way or with this relationship. You need to go that way. Or this is how you need to deal with this issue or this uh, challenge with your kid, right? As you make more room available in your relationships, ask God for his help. You know, pray for reconciliation. If you need reconciliation, bring God into it. Ask God, hey God, can you bring, because that's who he is. He's a, uh, he's a restorer. He reconciled mankind. That is who he is. There's no one better than God for reconciliation. You know, make room for God to lead you and to guide you. Instead of saying, God, this is my plan. Bless it with your rubber stamp. No, no, no. It's God, what's your plan? Not my will, but your will. God, what do you think about this opportunity? What way do you want me to go? Acknowledging him really in all your ways. The more room you make available in your finances, right? By tithing, partnering with God, acknowledging God, you're my source. Listening to God, hey, where? Giving him that room of like, okay, God, where do you want me to, is there someone you want me to bless? Right? Giving God room. In Proverbs 3, 5, it says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. God will fill those areas and work in those areas and he will bring his increase. You know, the fruit of the spirit will be evident and start to develop and produce his love, his joy, his peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. It will produce in James four. it tells us that when we humble ourselves before God that he, and submit to him, that he will exalt us in due time. By, in other words, by saying, hey, God, I can't do this on my own. God, I need you in this area. I want you in this area. I can't do life alone. I don't want to do life alone. I need you. And as you surrender those areas, he will then produce and he will actually exalt you in due time. I believe the more we submit to God and the more we acknowledge him in every area of our life, the limits of our life get increased because the space we're giving, the space we're making available for God is getting bigger and bigger and bigger in our life. And the more space you have, the more that will be produced. Our role in making room is making room available in our lives and hearts for God to work. God, here you go. Now in John 15, Jesus tells a parable about vines, branches, and here's what he says in John 15, 1. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that, does, that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so it will be even more 
fruitful. You know, God prunes and makes room in our hearts and in our lives that will, will be even more fruitful, that will produce even more growth, as the scripture says. He does this through his word, his spirit, and he will prune things off of us so that it will create room for growth in our lives. The pruning is not us of like, oh, trying to, but it's actually just allowing God to prune things off, remove things off of our life so that it will allow us to grow more and more in what God has. Now in my garden, I was telling you earlier when I planted carrots, in my garden, we planted those seeds and they, they sprouted, but they're all together. And I needed to thin them out. And what that is, is you pull out all the other ones around. So there's just one little, little baby, itty bitty, that big carrot or some, or another plant. And why? It's so that they will grow. They will produce. You do that like with, with some plants, you, you prune them so that more air will flow through so that more energy will then go to, to produce more fruit so that they will be more fruitful. And I've, I've found that if you do no pruning, you're not going to get much. But if you do pruning, if you allow that, it will produce. And that's what God does. He prunes and removes things in our lives that, so that we can bear more fruit. Those things that clutter, that, that sort of clutter us in or try and steal from us. He removes those things so that we can bear much fruit. You know, those habits or addictions, and he cuts those off for healthy habits or rhythms of life. The wrong perspective so that God, so that we can have God's perspective and grow. You know, that relationships in life that are toxic so that we can have the right God assigned people. You know, he prunes off self-centeredness so that we can be centered around him. In my own life, uh, something that God spoke to me. So when, when I was stepped in as, as pastor here, uh, I was a pastor and I had a business at the same time. And both were doing so well. Like God was blessing the business, blessing the church. Things were good. Like, man, it is awesome. But I really felt in my heart that God say, hey, I want you to take a step back from the business and put more uh, focus and attention, make room for me on the church side. So I did that. I stepped back when things were thriving, flourishing, and I allowed God for more room. And since that, it's actually been pretty cool because right after that, right after I decided to step back, we had uh, people were getting saved. There were just things happening where it was like, wow, this is like confirmation that, okay, I made room and then God started to produce growth. Romans 12, one says this. And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your body bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Do not copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. 
God wants to transform you. He wants to change you so that you will actually be able to walk in what he has for you, experience that life and life more abundantly that God has. But that is some pruning. And God prunes through what his word Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. God will speak through his word. He will prune things, refine things, cut things off uh, through reading his word, getting into the Bible. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the Bible reading God's word and Something will leap off, off the page and God is speaking to me. Okay, hey, what, you need to deal with this situation or you need to go talk to this person. Like there's so many times where God will lead me and guide me through his word or prune things off of, okay, Josiah, here's some peace. What you're doing there, that wasn't very, very peaceful. <laughs> you know, the second thing is God speak to, speaks to us through his spirit. In John 16, 13, it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And all that belongs to the father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. You know, Holy Spirit will speak to us about Jesus, who we are in Christ, our position in Christ, our identity in Christ. He will convict us of who we are in him, our righteousness. Holy Spirit speaking through inner witness of like, sometimes it feels like, that, oh, was that like a random thought? No, 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 that's, that's actually God speaking to you. Or he'll speak through a message, a podcast, He'll speak through a person that God's put in your life that will confirm something that he's already sort of been showing you in scripture and that he'll highlight things of like, okay, you need to let this go or okay, this is going now. And just being with him, walking with him, working with him, watching how he does things, naturally things will just come off. Holy Spirit will work within those, those situations. You know, God is good. And, and, but, and he doesn't cause any bad situations or any bad things. God is good. But know what? God will actually use, he actually can work through those negative things and actually use that to refine you, to produce in you. Even if God didn't produce it, he will refine you. In Romans 8, 28, it talks about how that God will work all things to our good. I believe that that really is that, hey, God will work even in, in those awful situations that, that God did not bring about, but he will work through that and he'll actually use that to refine you, to build character in you. You know, it, it is often like when, when I hear John 15, I really like the like bear much fruit but I don't necessarily love the like, hey, and pruning you to bear much fruit. You know what I mean? Are you there? Like, give me a, give me a hand up. Uh, like, yep, that's me. Like, I would love bear much fruit. But the whole pruning thing, I don't know about you, but at times I'm like, I don't want necessarily this to be pruned off. Why? I think because sometimes it can be uncomfortable. It, it can sometimes, you know, 
I don't, it can sometimes hurt of like having to deal with it. It takes vulnerability. I think it takes trust, have it being trusting in God. And sometimes it re- requires change. When, when I'm in the garden and, and I'm going to thin out plants, you know what's actually at the back of my head a thought is like, as I'm pulling out all these other plants, so I just leave one, I'm like, I hope this one will work. I hope I'm not picking out all these other ones and, and this other one will just die. I think sometimes when it comes to when God is trying to prune things in our life, that that same sort of thought can be in the back of our head. I hope this works out. If I let this go, or if I, I put this aside, or if I, I change this, I hope God, it'll work out. I hope God, you'll do what you said you will do. Have you ever thought that? You know, in Romans eight thirty two, it says, since he did not spare even his own son, but give him up for us all, he, won't he also give us everything God gave his best for you. He's not going to withhold anything. You can know if you've got questions of like, uh, you got this. If I let this go, or if I let you, you prune this and, and change this, you got me know this. He's got you. He gave his best for you. He's not going to withhold anything from you. He has got you. You know that he's got good plans for you, a hope, a future, that he will do what he said he'll do. As you give your heart, your life to him and allow him to prune, to refine you, know that he has got you. In Ephesians 3.20, it talks about that God, he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works within us, the Holy Spirit. He will do more than anything that you can on your own do. We just have to have, just step out in faith and allow him. Okay, God, I'm letting you prune this off me. God, I trust you. And as you do, it will produce growth in you. You will bear more fruit. You will produce, you know, in our life, a factor that sets limits and also promotes growth in us and our lives is space. The room we make available in our hearts and lives to go, for God to work in. The area of life and time that we say, God, you can work through this. You can work in this. As well as the room we allow God to create as he prunes, as he refines us through his word and his spirit to make room And as you do, I know that it will cause growth within you. I want to encourage you today to make room. Make room. Make room in your life. Uh, Make more space available to God today. And allow him to make room within your life. Pruning things, refining things, so that those things that he's placed in your life will grow, flourish, thrive, grow to the full extent that God has for you. Allow God to prune you. Making more room for growth and for what that God, the plans, the purposes that God has. Because God has got good plans, a hope, a future for you. In John 15, again, in one, it says this, I am the true grapevine, Jesus says, my father He's the gardener. 
He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so that they will produce even more. Allow God, God, work in this space in my life, and allow him to refine, to prune by his word and his spirit, and you will produce much more fruit. Hey, can I pray with you today for God just to even to highlight areas of our life where we're sort of holding back those jars, where we can give those areas of our life to him, as well as for us to have courage and faith to allow God to prune, to refine us so that we can grow into all that he has for us. Let's just pray. Father, I just thank you for every single person watching. Father, I thank you that we, you have good plans, hope a future, that you spared no expense. You gave your best Jesus. And so Father, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would illuminate areas of our life that maybe we're, we're not, we're limiting, we're holding back from you. Father, I just pray for courage to arise, to be able to give areas of our life over to you that maybe we haven't before that we would allow you to operate in, in different areas of our life, making room, making space. Father, I thank you for giving us the courage, Father, to step out in faith and say, God, I give you this area of my life. Father, I thank you for boldness to allow you to prune as your word is pruning, as your spirit is refining us. Father, I thank you for courage and faith to trust you that you've got it because we know on the other side that you have good things for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I want to give you an opportunity. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, you can do so today. Today is your day. If that's you today, repeat this after me. This is how you make Jesus Lord of your life. You just declare with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Repeat this after me. Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring for me, taking on my sins so that I can be free. I believe you died on the cross, rose again, and now that I can be in life, doing life with you. Thank you for filling me with your love, your peace, and your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that for the first time, why not just right now uh, DM us, message us, say, hey, I prayed that for the first time. We want to celebrate with you as well as let you know what happened. The Bible says you are now a new creation. Your spirit, man, is made new, and you are now part of God's family. So message us. We'd love to celebrate with you. Thank you for listening to Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us a Sunday soon. For more information about Thrive Church, you can go to our website, thrivecalgary.ca. See you next time.